Hey there, Patty Dominguez here with episode 105 of the Positioning to Profit podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today's episode is featuring Melanie Medland from New Zealand. She is the founder of beautifulconversations.co.nz. And in this episode, she is sharing so vulnerably her personal experience of how this pain that she has endured in her parenting adventure in helping her teenager has been really the catalyst for creating an impact that she's having. So the title is When Pain Becomes Your Purpose with Melanie Medland. And I have to tell you, as a fellow parent going through my own setbacks with my son, so I have two boys and my teen uh, has been go- had gone through a lot of just different ups and downs and whatnot. And it's such important work that Melanie is doing. And I want everyone to know in the midst of the darkest pain that you may have, you just never know what comes out of that. And she has found real purpose in helping fellow parents with their setbacks as well. Such a powerful conversation to understand and really to also know that we're all going through the human experience and out of that can come a beautiful purpose. And it really becomes fulfilling to see how your story can impact others. And in that process, you heal, but you provide that space for others to heal as well. Super powerful. So I love this show for many reasons. And thank you, Melanie, for being a part of it. And here we go with this show and stick around because it's a really great one. All right, here we go. Hey there, I'm Patty Dominguez. You're about to discover what it means to position your brand and your business to stand out. This show explores the stories of small business owners just like you who are bringing their message out to the world and impacting their tribe. So if you want to take your business to a category of one status, then hang with me because this podcast shares everything you need to know about how to be more prolific with your brand so that you can have more profits. Melanie Medlin, thank you so much for being on the Positioning to Profit podcast. It is such an honor to have you, and I'm happy you're here. Thanks, Betty. It's just so exciting to be here, too. I just think, wow, what a great chance to speak to other people and share my story. Now, where in the world are you exactly? I'm in Aotearoa, which is also known as New Zealand, and so right down at the bottom of the world, I guess you could say. Okay. And how is it over there, by the way? Uh, Are you guys in the middle of your winter? Yes, we are. Today happens to be cold and bleak and gray when I look out the window. Okay. It doesn't look so bad from what I'm looking at. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I always know that you guys have the opposite seasons as we have here. So I'm just outside of Chicago. uh, And -hmm. I always find it so amazing that we can connect in this way. And I'm so thankful that we are able to build our businesses online with everything going on in the world. The -hmm. fact that this is a channel for us to connect and uh, is just I never take it for granted and I'm so thankful. So, so good to have you here. So I always think about really savvy business ideas when it fills a problem. Okay. Quite simply, I find that when people get really enamored with their uh, idea, they have a business idea, they're so in love with it. And at the end of the day, if they're not selling it, it's because people don't want what they have to offer. You, to the contrary, have something that is near and dear to my heart. We've had a little bit of a side conversation Mm -hmm. as well. So will you please tell the millions of listeners, what is it that you do, how you add value to the world and how you got there? 
Right. So I am a coach for parents of teenagers, well, adolescents really. So that's that age from nine through to about 26, where I work with the parents of teenagers who have been diagnosed with anxiety or depression or both. And my work kind of came about as the end of the, the journey that I went through with my eldest daughter, who three years ago now when she was 17 and was a real um, outgoing, sporty, super, super, super focused kid. She, it almost felt like she, she just switched overnight to not getting out of bed, to uh, panic attacks, just to leave her bedroom, um, certainly not going to school anymore, no longer doing the sport or going out and being social with her friends. And just, um, you know, this label of anxiety and depression that was just sort of thrown at her by our mental health system, which in in New Zealand, it is, um, it's a great, like the people who work in the system are brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. However, the system itself is swamped it's overloaded and families are kind of just shut out, you know, the, the, they are there for the, for the teenager and that's it. And the extent of talking to other people later, the extent of the um, support that they get is really quite minimal because the needs are so high. And so these kids are coming in and I know for us that as she turned 18, that was it, right. Okay. You're better now because you're 18. <laughs> Off you go. So, Sort of thing. So, um, yeah, there's there's certainly a lack there and the way of support for parents and teenagers as they're trying to navigate an experience of anxiety or depression. So what I find so fascinating is that before we hit the go live button, you talked about the fact that the healthcare system is going to do what it can do, right? Yeah. And so it could put the diagnosis on, but then the parents are left by the wayside to say, well, now what do I do? And that is one of the most vulnerable, desperate moments because I have been there. We've talked about the same. Mm -hmm. I have two boys. My son, um, who just turned 18, had some same of the same issues. And it's like, you feel like I literally will do whatever, whatever I can. And it's like, it it, uh, creates this conundrum in our head as parents. We're like, where do I start? How do I find what I'm supposed to do? What is right? What is like, what else could I be doing? And so you're Mm. just like this ball of confusion. And so can you talk a little bit about how you help people, like how you help these parents to decipher, like, where do I start? I mean, Mm. what you have and what you're doing is so near and dear to my heart. Um, and so important that I think everybody should have these tools. So it's like you're mm. providing these tools in essence, are you not? Yes, I am. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's such an awful lonely feeling because you really, you know, you you're sitting with on two levels. You've got your teenager who's um, who's ill and experiencing this anxiety and depression, and then you've also got yourself who's sort of thinking what do I do and where do I go? And I feel really bad that I'm the parent who this has happened to, you know? So you, you carry this parental shame that it's, um, you know, that you're, you've done something wrong and that what's happened to your child is somehow your fault. And it's, um, you know, so it's, it's really kind of tangled in there. So you really need to extract for yourself how to be their rock when, 
they are really struggling. And so initially, you know, I went off to the medical centre and I was sort of thinking, oh, you know, maybe my my general practitioner, doctor can help me and then they sent me off to the youth center and so I'm like arriving at their door feeling like well can you fix my teenager and I talked to school and can you fix my teenager but at the end of the day I realized that the person who was most able to step up and help her get better well was her but to support her was me and so I was going to see her that much more than you know an hour of counseling and it was what I said and I did in the privacy of our own home that was going to make the difference. And so that was the empowering sort of turnaround that I had that, um, you know, the things that I'm saying are going to to be able to work. And once I can, could get my hands on what it was I needed to do, then we were away. You know, <laughs> it was kind of, I went from, oh, I'm so worried that what I say and what I do is the wrong thing and it might make things worse to actually, no, we are just trying this. We're taking a step and if it's not right, we'll try something else, but we're, we're just starting and we're going to start to really untangle these things that are mm. got us all twisted up. So it really that took so me to good. step up. Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, that was the beginning that sort of gave her the, the chance to say, okay, yeah, mum's doing it and I'm, now I'm doing it too. <laughs> so, oh, that's so good. So can you tell me a little bit about the process that you go through? So you have now uh, courses that you've developed and um, a process, I'm assuming a system for helping um, your site called Beautiful Conversations, which is really, which is really lovely. It's beautifulconversations.co.nz. Um, and so tell me about the how this came to be, the Beautiful Conversations part of it. Well, Beautiful Conversations actually started as another website. It started as Moving Through. And Moving Through was very much the anxiety to depression boot camp, that course that you can see there. And it was all kind of focused about what to do, like the specific things. And it's very cognitive behavioral therapy focused. Uh, It's everything that we did to move ourselves through that time. And then from there, I started to realize that actually it didn't matter that I didn't have those specific skills. What really, really counted at the heart of things was it mattered about my relationship with my teenager. And that was like the heart of it. And so during this time, I had been doing some retraining as a NLP coach. And part of that was to train as transforming communications. And so that became the heart of this change to where I came from with teen talk because I started really listening to my kids and realizing that there were all these roadblocks in the way that I was putting up because I didn't realize that I was doing them you know they're just I was parenting the way I was being parented and you know my parents are nice people but (laughs) they were kind of doing the best they could do with the tools that they had those tools don't really wash now in the world that we're dealing with with our teenagers and the things that our teenagers are are focusing on and what came down to the real heart of of it all was just that being able to listen to your teenager and to meet them where they were and then to be able to actually guide them from there. But until you took that time to listen and to respond, you would be just reacting all the time and putting in your own, putting up your own roadblocks. And they weren't helping. So it wasn't just my eldest daughter who 
was benefiting from this change. It was also, she's got um, siblings who were just two years younger than her and they're twins. So there's oh, the three okay. kids all sort of together. <laughs> and it's a fairly intense parenting journey at times. And um, they, they've all just really benefited from just this change. And even when we got to the time, like probably our very worst time with um, with my daughter, where she had attempted to take her life. And the next day I, I just said to her, you know, I really could come at it with love and compassion because the next day I said to her, you know, honey, are we at the bottom or do we still have further to go? And she had given herself such a big fright that she said, yeah, you know, we're at the bottom. And so mm. she was prepared to really go up. But if I'd come at it from a, oh, my God, you know, you're so selfish and you're never to do this again point of view, then we probably wouldn't have been at the bottom. We probably right. would have had lower to go, you know. So it was my response to that reaction and, that you know, to what had happened that really helped turn things and just change the whole direction of where we'd been. Oh, that's so good because I'm just thinking of like pe- parents who wouldn't know any better would take it like, how could you do this to me? Yes. Yeah. Or what are people going to think? You, you know, those are things that yeah. people really are so hyper-focused on is like Absolutely. the fear of criticism yes. and, and, and going into like being the victim and stuff. Yeah. And I, that is yeah. so beautiful how yeah. you really came from a place of compassion and and, the, yes. and, it, and it like we're in this together but she's holding the card she gets to mm. decide mm. and that Absolutely. uh that's really beautiful yeah yeah um, i mean i wow. actually had friends who said to me oh she's so naughty for doing that and i was like no she's not naughty she can't help it it's just where she's at, you know? And I was able to turn that around for them as well because that was just their reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's um, yeah, you know, for her, it was just being able to meet her right where she was. And so this whole, that's where Teen Talk has come from. That's the other online course that I've developed has really come from that being able to talk with your teenager, not to them, but with them mm-hmm. so that you can just guide them through any challenge that they're facing you don't have to know the answers. <laughs> you, you just need to know how to talk with them as you guide them. So, you know, we went yeah. through quite a, quite a journey with her, with um, self-harm was a big thing as well. And so that's like there's a freebie on my, on my website for anybody who wants to download that. Um, it's just there because the resources just weren't available. And so mm. this is something that since then I've just made it and, you know, no parent should and no teenager should really be, you know, at that point where they're actually <coughs> hurting themselves because that's relieving their pain. And if you find yourself in that position with your teenager, it's really about how to work with them to help guide them through that and not just to leave it. All right, we are about halfway through the show and I wanted to stop by with a quick share, exciting share that I have. Have you ever heard of Prolific Cafe? It is my women-only business membership. 
but it's more than a membership. It's more than the content. It's more than the coaching. It actually has one of the best communities out in the marketplace. And the reason why I say that is because we have built a beautiful community of mavens. That's what we call each other. And we really celebrate successes. We help move each other forward. And the support system is actually incredible. And the reason why that's important is because being an entrepreneur can be a really lonely game. And as much as it's important to have the right type of coaching, of course, having the right courses, of course, it's community. That's the difference maker. And there's nothing like having a support system that's right behind you through the journey. So right now I'm offering a trial of Prolific Cafe. It is by application only. So if you're interested, head on over to prolificcafe.com where we can have a conversation. I can share more about what Prolific Cafe offers and really to see if it's a good fit. So with that, head on over to prolificcafe.com for this exclusive offer, prolificcafe.com. All right, now back to the show. And I think it's so important. I mean, what you're basically doing is facilitating the conversation where people will find shame uh, Mm -hmm. about owning or just saying, hey, here's what's going on. Right. Yeah. This is real. I'm going through this or I'm going through anxiety or I'm going through depression. And instead of, you know, because what happens is just because I know a whole lot of parents, you know, that they'll brush it away or be yeah. like, oh, you're just going through a phase mm-hmm. or it's so heavy. And because mm-hmm. the parent doesn't know what to do with it, they just kind of ignore it. They're like, if I just Please. ignore it, maybe it'll go away. Yeah. And what you're basically um, creating is a platform to facilitate the conversation. It's like, here's how you have the conversation. Yeah. The conversation to be had, the conversation that we have to have. Otherwise Mm -hmm. things just get worse. Yeah. 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 And I think that's one of the things too, is that parents are scared of having these conversations because they, um, they feel like by having the conversation, they're going to put the seeds of something into their teenager's mind. But actually, if you were worried enough to have a conversation with a teenager about whether or not they're thinking about taking their lives, then you won't be planting those seeds. That teenager will have been thinking about it themselves well and truly before you even notice that it's a problem. And so really, the more we can bring these things out into the light and the more we can talk about them, the better. Um, You know, and it's not just, it's not just, Having, you know, and then people say, well, what if I ask them, are they thinking about taking their lives? And they say, yes, what do I do? You know, it's like they're too scared to go there. So it's, you don't need to know the answers. You don't need to come at it with a, I know all the answers. But what you do need to know is you do need to know how to sit with your teenager, find out how bad they're feeling, and then work with them and other health professionals to guide them into some form of help that's going to work for them. Such and to important just be able work. to keep talking with them and so that they know that you're actually there to get them through, that they're yeah. not doing this by themselves. Because, um, you know, those the, the personal journeys that I've had with depression and anxiety, and it's not, I'm not talking about myself and not just my daughter, I've had other close family members that have gone through this. The most important thing is that they know that they're not by themselves. Yeah, they know that they're not alone because it's a pretty dark place where they are. Oh, gosh. and they somehow got there by themselves, but it's actually moving them through that and into being able to be better by themselves and be responsible for themselves. 
Yeah. So in terms of the the business that you're now creating, do you, so were you uh, an NLP practitioner and you've kind of migrated and focused specifically on teens? Is that where you've kind of migrated (laughs) toward? Well, originally I was a primary school teacher, so um, that, yeah. that all fell apart when um, when my daughter got sick. And then from there, I have uh, done some training myself to become an NLP practitioner and then a master practitioner and then uh, this transforming communication trainer as well. So okay. I've done quite an extensive amount of my own education to get myself to to where I am now um, and in this little niche that is just a... Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a very sort of unfortunately popular part of the world mm-hmm. and just something that um, I'm really pleased to be able to offer this to other parents so that they don't have to go through this by themselves. And the teenagers can be really properly supported at home by their parents. Yeah. that is what is going to make the difference for the teenager even though your teenager might be horrible <laughs> and they might yeah. say go away or other things, you know, there's been a teenager. You yeah. still need to know what to do. Yeah, but it's worth it. I mean, when you love your kids so much, you're like, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're acting like that. I still love you no matter yeah. what, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell me, what is one way that you're standing out? I know that you said, okay, traditional healthcare system, it doesn't really facilitate that, level of uh therapy or counseling that you're going that you're doing Mm. uh so they're not necessarily a direct competitor of yours if you want to use that word but in the other cognitive behavioral therapist how are you kind of standing out uh with what you're doing and, and the way that you're doing it as an nlp practitioner have you found that flow yet yeah it's just sort of coming it's really in the courses that i've got online that uh Equivalent to, I mean, where we sat in this in our system was that they, when she got really, we started off with a counsellor and then she got really, really sick after that. And they didn't actually have a counsellor for her. So what they had was they had a registered nurse who was uh, slightly older than her and just the right person, but she wasn't a trained counsellor. So she would come to our sessions with a book that she just said, we're trying this. And she talked us all through it. And then we would go home and we would try what she talked us through sort of thing. So this is what the course is, is um, basically everything that we tried. And some things worked for us and some things didn't, but because we were able to facilitate the talking with her and really sort of have that deep relationship, we were able to get through those things that didn't work so well. So this is, um, yeah, it's kind of like a real combination of a whole lot of different things that have all just come together. I was able to pull those strings together and and just feel like, and one of the um, exercises that's in there, it was just the turning point for us because what we had was we had a teenager that was experiencing depression and then she was experiencing anxiety because she was experiencing depression and then she was experiencing guilt because she was experiencing anxiety and depression and so they were all just tangled up in there and it wasn't until we were able to start pulling on these threads and pulling out one to just work with that it started to make the difference and I mean we had this big long list of everything she was feeling and I think that the emotions towards the bottom of the list were just like now we're not hanging around for this <laughs> once we got the hang of how to move her through it they were they were gone so oh, yeah, so important it was really really um hard work very 
demanding, you know, on the parent as well, who's sitting with a teenager who you love to bits and they are just in pieces. That's actually really hard as a parent to sit and be strong enough to carry that for them and to kind of hold that space for them as well. So it's, you know, you have to be really quite strong in yourself and know that you've got support for you because this is a tough, tough thing to to walk them through, really tough. And yet I think about the alternative, you know, um, we were perilously close to being part of the statistics and for us in New Zealand, the leading cause of death for the kids between 15 and 19 is from from suicide. Mm -hmm. And that is just, I don't know about America, I don't know how similar those statistics are there, but that is, it just breaks my heart because for being able to just keep hanging in there, you know, they will get there and they will have another 50 or 60 years to live this beautiful life and contribute. And it's um, not so much that they want to die, but it's that they don't know how to live. Oh gosh, that's so powerful what you just said there. Yeah, it is really powerful. Oh and my gosh. you can actually understand that and to <sighs> share that with your with your children who are suffering, then yeah. that is a way forward for them as well. You know, that's hope. And um and you just want to trust that they're gonna be okay. And yet sometimes you have to go to that place with them in order to find that out. That is so powerful. Oh my gosh, that's so significant. I had to yeah. write it down because I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to post it at the beginning of the of the show because sure. um, that's what you help to to facilitate. I just wanted to yes. point that out. That yeah. quote is magical. That little, yeah, yeah. That's and magical is, because you as a parent, yeah, yeah, you as a parent can help guide that conversation, right? Yeah. And help and oh. help them. Yeah. figure that out yeah. very powerful yeah. and you're that's the hope that you're holding for them because they can't hold their hope at that time Mm-mm. they can't it's it's slipped away from them but it's you as a parent that's your most powerful place to be able to sit and hold that hope for them and that's hard work for you <laughs> I'm not saying it's easy it's yeah. rough and tough and um you know to be able to reach out I wish that I had someone I had great support from friends and family, but nobody else I knew that was actually going through it. And so by reaching out to other people and starting this, I've had other parents come to me and just say, oh, thank God you were here. You know, finding you was just such a relief because somebody else actually gets it because they've been through it themselves. Oh, I love it. So so what's your vision for what you want to create in your business? You know how very needed it is. Um, do you do you ever paint a picture? Do you imagine what you want it to look like? What I really want, like my biggest vision, is yeah. to have a world where people can actually listen to each other and talk with each other and yeah. to be able to negotiate conflict in a peaceful, respectful manner. Mm-hmm. That's my, my biggest vision. And to have that start in your family is the most powerful place to start. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The impact that you have. How's your, how's your daughter doing now? She's amazing. She is uh, living her best young adult life. She's 20 and um, she's gone into acting 
And this year she has a job which takes her on a road trips around New Zealand performing to primary schools for a um, oh, wow. special show that's been written specifically to encourage younger children to read and to see the power of imagination in books. It's called Books in Homes and it runs, it's mm. a specific program to, to Aotearoa, but it, um, you know, she's, she's out there just living this amazing life. So, oh, <laughs> really. Melanie, I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. I love yeah. it. I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. All right. So let's transition a little bit and I'm going to ask you just, you know, some fun questions. Sure. Okay. Um, and I think I got maybe the answer already, but what is your idea of perfect happiness? Uh, connection with my kids and just um, spending that time together. We've just recently been away on, on holiday. It's winter here, so we were in the snow. And we were there with cousins that we hadn't seen for a while. And just, you know, we had such a neat time just spending time together, just hanging out and... <laughs> watching the dog be an idiot and laughing together and it's <laughs> so funny it's just the best time I yeah, love it it's what memories are made of and then what is your greatest extravagance right now oh, probably spending money on my kids to do these things and to, to have this time together and mm -hmm. um yeah travel together and and be part of a family if you could change one thing about yourself what would it be Hmm. I guess, you know, I've always wanted to be either taller or shorter. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Just, um, you yeah, know, something crazy that clearly is not going to change. So, yeah, I look and at that, my daughter and she's tiny and, uh, and she's like a pocket rocket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you're just great. That's so cute. And then what would you consider your greatest achievement? Hmm. At the moment, it would be raising my kids to get them to where they are now, to be beautiful, beautiful people in the world who I just love listening to them talk to their kids, to their friends as well. And, you know, to have that ripple out the way that they they actually talk and reflect to their mm -hmm. friends as well. It's just beautiful. So, yeah, being, oh, I love being a parent who raises kids that are cool. Yeah, who know how to express and communicate, right? It's mm, just such a good yeah. gift. Uh, okay, I love your website, Molly. I know I love the name Thank of it, you. beautifulconversations.co.nz. And you have a freebie here. Again, as you mentioned, if any of you listening have a teen or an adolescent teen, I should say, mm. that you're trying to figure out how to deal with topics. Um, and you have a freebie here on self-harm. Um, yeah you go to beautifulconversations.co.nz forward slash freebies and catch it there. You're also going to see it on the show notes of the position to profit episode, but how else can people get in touch with you if they want to hear more about what you can do to help them during this tough times? Sure. So I'm also on Facebook. So you can find me at facebook.com slash beautiful conversations. And I'm on Instagram and on Instagram, I'm beautiful conversations NZ. So NZ on the end. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well as beautiful mm -hmm. conversations. So I'm in those places too. 
Excellent. And thank you, Melanie, so much for being on the show. I appreciate you. I love what you're doing. It's so important. And I know that you're a part of the Prolific Cafe community. And Mm -hmm. um, I really look forward to helping you really create your message, expanding it to those people that you're meant to serve. uh, Absolutely. About such an important topic, Mm -hmm. you know, as Mm -hmm. raising children. Yeah. I do just feel that any parent who is caught in that that um, hole of adolescent anxiety or adolescent depression, you know, just don't do it by yourself. Get support mm. and just be connected. So just please do reach out because I'm more than happy to, to spend time with other parents and know that I get exactly where you're at. And for this month, like for July, if anybody wants to sign up for my courses, then I've got, I'll offer a complimentary 45 minute coaching session with them as well, just to get oh, them started perfect. on the courses too. So yeah, do Excellent. sign up. Excellent. And that's for July. I, oh, for July. And so again, um, the information will be on the show notes. Melanie Medlin, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you and I love what you're doing. Keep moving forward because your message matters. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for checking out the Positioning to Profit podcast. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And also, it would mean the world to me if you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast player. It really helps to get the word out about the podcast and, of course, the featured guests. And lastly, please make sure to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm on all of them and use hashtag positioning to profit so that I can (laughs) search you out and connect that way too. All right. Thanks so much. See you next time.